what's up you guys? Welcome back. I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas and you enjoyed the long weekend or might still be enjoying the week. I know a lot of you are slapping those laptops shut until the new year. Some of you might have a boss that's actually making you work the day after Christmas, which is so rude. But regardless, I feel like the week between Christmas and New Year's is always a little weird. I like to do a lot of reflecting during this time of year, just kind of look back at all my goals and really just see you know, what have I accomplished, what haven't I, all the different things I've done. I'll even go back into like my pictures or my archives of my stories and it always gives me a little bit of anxiety because I feel like every year is just going faster and faster and a trip that I took six months ago feels like it was two weeks ago. Let's get into the question of the week. Someone had asked me this question recently and I thought this would be great to add into the podcast because there is definitely some gray space within this question. Challenges and pre-made programs I think are great for someone who is consistent with exercise for years. They're gonna help you step out of your comfort zone, you're gonna try new things, and it's really nice to just know like this is what I have to do when I get to the gym. You don't have to make something up yourself or just second guess what you're doing. I've seen countless amount of challenges this time of year. End of year challenges to help you stay focused during the holiday season. New year challenges coming up to keep you on the right path or to start you off on the right path by following your new year's resolutions. But this is where the gray space comes in. Because if you're struggling to implement exercise consistently, maybe you can't find the motivation to get to the gym. You have to be honest with yourself because what makes you think some challenge requiring you to go five, six days a week is really going to teach you that. The problem with challenges is they don't teach you the most important thing, which is how to fit exercise in your life when it gets busy. It isn't teaching you balance, so it might affect creating a positive relationship with your body and nutrition on top of that. And what I really don't care for is the challenges usually give an award at the end for the best transformation. And all that's gonna do is leave you comparing your own progress to theirs. And you might have busted your ass and did this challenge perfectly but someone just had a better physical transformation from the before and after photos. But I'm sorry, photos can only tell so much. And then it leaves you feeling like, well, I guess I didn't try hard enough when you gave it your absolute all. So the gray space in this is challenges and pre-made programs are great when you have an established exercise routine. If you are currently struggling with that though, all those challenges are going to do is lead you into a good bit of frustration, kind of feeling like a failure, especially people that have that all or nothing mindset that think like, I just need to do this because this is the only thing that's going to force me to follow this. And yeah, you might follow it for four, eight, 12 weeks, but then what? What's your plan after that? Build the habit first. Save the challenges for when you're more established. And now it's time to catch up. Christmas looked a lot different for me this year. We broke it up into two weekends. The weekend before Christmas, we celebrated with my side of the family because my parents were going down to Orlando for actual Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then we were going to celebrate with Bobby's family on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Keep in mind, I'm recording this like a couple days before Christmas Eve. And it is 
kind of throwing me off because I am someone who loves tradition. I like doing the same things every year. And there's so many traditions I want to start with my family when Sophia gets here that I'm really excited about. There has been a gap with no babies on either side of the families for a while. And right now, my cousin's girlfriend, Bobby's cousin, and myself are all like a couple days and weeks apart which is really cool. And they're all girls. So girls are taking over about time because growing up, I have always been surrounded by so many boys. I only have two girl cousins and I think I have literally like 15 boy cousins. My mom and I already decided we're going to do like matching PJ sets when we open up gifts in the morning. We want to do that every year and take a bunch of pictures. We want to add games at night. So instead of just coming over, having dinner, opening gifts, we want to like implement games just to be able to focus making more memories than stressing about what gift I'm getting for Secret Santa. Like I feel like it's just so much more fun and her, t- her and I take the time to plan out the games that we're going to play because the older I get, the more important it is for me to focus on things like that. And I really want to make this time of year so, so special for Sophia. Are you guys going out this year? So I actually am. We teeter back and forth every year because every time we end up going out, we end up regretting it. But last year we stayed in. And again, since this is our last holiday alone, we decided to go out. And when I mean going out, we're literally just going to dinner. Uh, we're going to go to this really nice Italian restaurant. Can't wait for the food. It's so good. From the little bit I remember two years ago, we went to the same place. We're going with our all of our best friends and my friend Marissa and I. We are redeeming ourselves because two years ago, I have never embarrassed myself in public so bad. Like I'm lucky we didn't get kicked out. And it's always, I feel like it's always when you're sipping on those drinks that barely taste like alcohol and out of nowhere you're like how the hell am I hammered she made us these lemon vodka drinks before going out to dinner and they were obviously going down quick but I didn't realize how drunk I already was and when we got to the restaurant we have to walk up this huge staircase as soon as I get to the top that's where the restaurant's at I immediately fall flat on my face in front of everyone So we're already off to a bad start. Then we get complimentary champagne. We order a couple bottles of wine, maybe like a glass or two later. And when my friends and I are drunk, we are definitely those girls that are a little loud and obnoxious, not gonna lie. We're making TikToks. We're taking so many photos that the next day when I looked at these photos, I was like, who let me look like this? Like, we, we didn't get one cute pic. We're making friends with the bus boy. He's following us on Facebook. After her and I eat dinner, Marissa and I decide to go to the bathroom. We get up. And I would just want to preface this, drunk or not, this floor is slippery. So I'm already just holding on to Marissa and sliding my feet so I don't fall. And lo and behold, my foot comes out from underneath me in the middle of the restaurant and bam, I fall again. This time, flat on my ass, Bobby doesn't even turn around to look because he knew it was me. He just looks at the guys and he's like, that was current, wasn't it? Like so embarrassed to even just look that your wife is on the floor. We lock ourselves in the bathroom out of sheer embarrassment at this point. I don't know how I'm not getting kicked out yet. 
as we're in the bathroom, Marissa tells me she's going to get sick and she needs help pulling Trig. So I have my hand down her throat to help her throw up because she was like, there's no way I can go back to that table if I feel this bad. Needless to say, that whole experience is kind of a blur now. Marissa didn't see the ball drop that night, <laughs> but we are going back to this place and I can't drink this time, obviously. So it isn't going to be nearly as eventful or entertaining for us, but I am really looking forward to eating some really good food and just ringing in the year with my best friends. There has been so many highs and lows. It's crazy how much can change in a year. We've been blessed with the biggest blessings of our lives this year. And I am so unbelievably grateful for that. Something that scares me every year is when there hasn't been much progress made. Like I never want to be that person that's in the same place as they were last year. I want to be able to say I made some sort of improvement, whether it be professionally or personally, because there's always room to improve and grow as a person, even if your goal was like, I just want to read a couple more books. So what I want to do is get into how we can set intentions and build healthy habits going into 2024. And the reason I like to set intentions over using the word goal is Setting a goal for yourself to me is just something that is very specific. Like say your goal is to get a promotion by the end of the year. Sometimes setting those goals are out of your control. So setting the intention of what you can do to work towards getting that promotion, it helps me not stress over if I get that promotion or not. Because it's a yucky feeling when you look back at last year's goals and you're like, well... <laughs> I suck because I didn't hit any of those or I'll only hit one, if that. So most people stop goal setting because they don't want to feel like a failure. They don't want to have that yucky feeling. So let's get into ways that you can set these intentions and build healthy habits for yourself that are challenging, but 100% doable to make 2024 your year. The first thing I like to do is start with visualization. Vision boards are great for this. I make an entire Pinterest board instead of like getting an actual poster board and getting a bunch of magazines and cutting things out. If you are that person, like more power to you. But all I do is I'll go on Pinterest and I'll label my board the year or the era that I'm in. And right now it is definitely new mom vision board. Uh, and if you don't know really where to start, type in vision board ideas on Pinterest and go through that and just start pinning the ones to your board that really resonate with you. I personally am really scared of what motherhood and postpartum is going to look like for me because I know it can be really hard. So I started off with adding positive affirmations for new moms that I can go back and read when I'm struggling. Photos of moms and their newborns walking outside a lot because that's definitely something I want to do after my pregnancy. I have reminders to take care of myself with aesthetic photos of a fridge filled with healthy whole foods, working out. I also want to keep up with content creation as much as possible. So pinning the photos of cameras, tripods, ring lights. I even have photos of a mom holding her baby while working on her laptop to remind myself to not let this side of me 
go because this is really what makes me feel complete and I feel like every mom needs to have that other side even though I am going to put being a mom as my number one job I don't think I'll feel complete unless I have something that I'm personally work on for myself. I have photos of a Bible to keep up with my faith. Going to church every week has been a huge importance to me, as well as my daily devotionals and morning prayers that I do. I pinned some cute postpartum outfits because you guys know I love fashion and I want to keep up with that. One of my intentions is to redo our closet. So I had pictures to help me visualize what I want that to look like. Uh, pick photos that just really resonate with you and what you want to bring into 2024 because the power of visualization is so real. And when you can see it through, you are so much closer to taking the next steps. So after I create a vision board, I like to separate my intentions into categories to help better clarify really what I want out of this year. They could be categorized into values like family for family, it could be set the intention of calling a loved one more often that maybe doesn't live around you. Go out to dinner once a month with family or even plan a vacation with them. Health, there could be so many things you write for this. Could be eating more whole foods, prioritizing more sleep, deliberately regulating our nervous system because the amount of stress that we deal with in America is absolutely insane scheduling a doctor's appointment. Maybe you haven't been there in a long time, like getting your moles checked. You could put anything. Helping others. Is there any volunteer work you would like to do? Maybe you want to donate to your favorite charity, help a friend or family member that is really struggling. I really look up to my mom in this category because last year she decided to volunteer for this foundation called the Blessed Home Project. And what they do is they actually go in and clean houses for families that are in need, whether they are sick or injured. And every time she comes back from a cleaning, she just tells me their amazing story and how, you know, this family is going through so much, but they still have a smile on their face and they're still so positive. And it really just makes you realize Things that we have going on in our own lives aren't even close to what other people are going through and it just gives you a better perspective on life to really enjoy the little things that we have. Beauty. <laughs> I think of makeup right away, the vain person in me. So maybe you want to learn more about makeup products to invest in or learn how to do makeup, learn how to do different hairstyles, schedule your first facial appointment, or you can look at it as working on seeing the beauty in other people instead of the bad. Because I know it's really easy to look at the negatives in things instead of the good. And if you can point out one good thing about a person that maybe you really don't care for, it just helps you become a happier person. Nature. Going on a hike, like I'm not a big hiker, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. Maybe you want to explore a new state or country. My husband loves fishing and it would make his entire year if I decided to go. So maybe this year when he asks me, I'll say yes and we'll bring Sophia and we can make a little family thing out of it. Or just as simple as like getting outside more often. Like getting that sunlight exposure in your eyes first thing in the morning. Some other intentions I have written down for myself is 
trusting the future version of myself to deal with whatever life throws at me because you truly never know. Asking for help because I know I'm gonna need it. Reading. I'm back on my reading kit, guys. I got a Kindle and I'm so happy about it. Appreciating the little things. Daily walks. Sunlight exposure. Focusing on getting back on track. Then fearing of falling off track. I know my body is going to be completely different after having this baby and I don't want to feel or tell myself it's like I'm starting over. Focusing on what is in my control and trusting the process. There's a lot of trust and faith going on within this year and showing up to be the best mom I can be for Sophia. I just have these written down on a Google Docs. Like I'm not really fancy. I copy it into my phone notes as well so I can be reminded. As for the bigger goals and intentions, when it comes to maybe business or a hobby you've wanted to put more time and effort into, get specific with it. And if you don't know how to start, work from the top backwards. So what I mean by that is say you want to start a podcast. Maybe this is a hobby of yours. You want to get into it. But the first step before having a podcast is posting that episode. The step before that is recording it, then learning how to record an episode. And then before that's figuring out what you want your first episode to be about. But the number one step you have to take is just going, going to buy that microphone. Now that you've broken it down, it doesn't seem as scary. Your first step is just buying a microphone and you just work your way up from there. Really think about what are some things I want to see an improvement on within my personal life. They don't have to be huge, like starting a podcast or getting a promotion. As long as you feel like you're progressing every year in one way or another that fulfills you and makes you happy, that's what's going to be the most important. The last thing I want to get into is how we can start building healthy habits to make all of these intentions easier because without our health guys, mental, emotional, physical, these things are going to be a lot harder to accomplish. Usually when it comes to creating some sort of health resolution, we think extreme. I want to lose 40 pounds or I'm going to give up carbs completely. I'm going to follow a 12-week challenge just like we talked about in the question of the week. And I know what you're thinking. I am so sick of my own bullshit. I know I need to make these changes so I might as well just go all in because I really don't feel like I have a choice from here. A very common way of going about this is hiring a health coach or a personal trainer and you think your problems are going to be solved. You're going to have your dream body by summer. All you have to do is answer to them, do everything they say perfectly, follow their workouts. How can you fail when you have someone telling you exactly what to do, right? I can confidently say one out of three people are going to quit within the three months when they have that mindset because they realize they put too much pressure on themselves. They haven't failed enough to learn from their mistakes and they just realize it's not the coach that's going to get me there. Sure, you have the guidance and the guesswork taken out, but it all comes back to you. You have to put in the hard work. And the mantra, working smarter, not harder, will get you faster to your goals than believing you have to go all in on a diet or a workout challenge. If this has been you though, and you have done this every year, 
I get it because that was me. But if you're ready to build these sustainable habits, you got to start with the unsexy stuff first. And you've heard me say that before. You have to learn the importance of seven to eight hours of sleep, how to add more protein, less sugar into your diet, pack lunches instead of always buying at work, figuring out how to fit working out into your busy schedule, to know it's okay to eat birthday cake at a party and you won't lose progress. You have to work on these things over and over and over that might not give you results right away. You have to shift your mindset from letting the scale be your motivator to focusing on how your sleep, mood, recovery, hunger, stress, because I promise you this, you're going to start feeling a hundred times better once those are in check. That is when you've built healthy habits that are going to change your life for the better and weight loss comes. But if your main reason is weight loss, you'll ride that yo-yo cycle until you've had enough. So how do we start this? First thing is going to be awareness. I want you to go about your week like usual. Identify those unhealthy patterns and triggers because once you're aware that you're sitting down all day, you maybe skip two meals this week, your time management has just been awful, you're going to have a better idea on what to do. Plan and set realistic goals. Don't try to change everything all at once. If you're noticing that there are a lot of improvements you'd like to make, start with maybe one or two of them. Stay consistent. Stay consistent as possible with those things. It could be waking up earlier to eating breakfast before going to work or walking during your lunch break. We are all creatures of habit. Once you've got this down, it is so much easier to stick with it and that's when you can add another intention in. While you're working on these intentions, change your environment to make these things easier. Take away the temptations. Buy yourself a walking pad if you really want to walk more during the winter months. Make things more accessible to you. Start hanging out with people who uplift you instead of bringing you down. Maybe you start to distance yourself with your drinking buddies because you just realize the less time you're around them, the less likely you're going to go out all hours of the night. And not for a second am I saying that these things are easy to do. Like if these are your good friends and they tend to have these bad habits, tell them the changes that you're trying to make and seek their support. And if they make fun of you and don't encourage you, you'll get your answer if they are your really good friends or not. And if they are doing that, that's when you slowly distance yourself. In the moment, you're not going to think to do this, but track your progress. Take the cringy progress photos that I know you don't want to take. Start creating a list of habits you are implementing. Even journal how your days are going sometimes so you can look back and just see how far you've come. And don't forget to treat yourself for all the hard work you're putting in. And no, that doesn't mean go crazy at McDonald's. Go on a weekend trip with your best friends. Maybe you've been wanting to treat yourself to a med spa treatment or get the pair of boots you've been wanting. And above all else, guys, please, please, please be patient. Sometimes we visualize being so much further than where we are when we start. Tell yourself good things don't come easy. The hardships is what's going to make you stronger. We learn so much from our failures because if this is a walk in the park, guys, everyone would be looking good and healthy. It is so hard to do it the right way, but it's the most rewarding and fulfilling. So no matter what stage of life you are in or about to enter, 
here's to a great 2024. I love you guys. It would mean the world to me if you hit that little five-star button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And until next year, I'll see ya. Bye, guys.